Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. California headline news, San Francisco has announced plans to allow some businesses to begin curbside pickup and delivery starting next week as COVID-19 restrictions begin to ease. This is Public Health Director Dr. Grant Colfax. We must keep in mind that we are still, that we are still in the midst of a pandemic. These are not normal times, and normal times will not return some time. Yeah, Fresno Sunday, a 73-year-old man was put in handcuffs outside a restaurant defying the city's shelter-in-place order. Councilmember Gary Brettafield says the incident shows Fresno has officially entered the twilight zone. Yesterday's events at the Waffle Shop were tragic, dangerous, completely unnecessary, and they were the direct result of the tyrannical policies by Brand and the Fresno City Council. And finally, actor and comedian Jerry Stiller, best known for his role as Frank Costanza on Seinfeld, has died of natural causes. He was 92. Steve Clawson, California News. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Right now, the world feels different as we stay apart to make sure we can safely come back together. Till then, there is something you can do without even leaving your home. Respond to the 2020 Census online, by phone, or by mail. The census impacts where hundreds of billions in federal funding will go for things like hospitals, schools, and roads. Now is the time to go to 2020census.gov. It's as easy as it is important. Shape your future. Start here at 2020census.gov. Paid for by U.S. Census Bureau. Here's the legend of Mountain Mike's Pizza. There's a tale the early settlers tell that while panning for gold just below San Francisco near the Redwoods, a unique discovery was made. Not just gold in the ground, but the golden smell of Mountain Mike's Pizza and their fresh homemade pepperonis. A taste the 49ers from all over California couldn't pass up. It was pizza from the mountaintop. Pizza the way it ought to be. Since 70 ought plus 8, Mountain Mike's has been dishing up pizza dough rolled fresh daily using real whole milk mozzarella with mouth 
mouth-watering, delicious, fresh ingredients, including their legendary crisp, curly pepperoni that makes their pizzas sought after like the gold of the 1800s. Now, Mountain Mike's has come to Redlands, located at the Redlands Packing House District near Sprouts. Feed your family for the holidays at mountainmikespizza.com or 909-335-1133. That's 909-335-1133. And discover this pizza gold for yourself. Google Mountain Mike's Redlands. This is Gary Garver. In these trying times, many people are depressed and lost because the future of our society is up in the air. People turn to drastic measures, including the abuse of drugs and alcohol. If you're going through these troubling times and turning to substance abuse because you're feeling there is no hope, we have a way for you to see the light. SAD, or Stop Abusing Drugs and Alcohol, is a nonprofit organization that will help you, at no cost to you, stop abusing drugs or alcohol. Founded by Tony Navarchi, SAD will refer you to the top detox doctors in your area. If you're having financial hardships, SAD will pay every and any cost for you, including doctor visits, counseling, and medications. Save your life and contact Tony. You can reach out to him by calling him personally at 310-999-1887 or visit the website saddetox.com. That's S-A-D-D-E-T-O-X.com. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-357-1583 today to save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-357-1583 to take your call now. Call 800-357-1583. That's 800-357-1583. Again, 800-357-1583. At Southern California Edison, safety is our number one priority. And now, with so many of you at home working and caring for loved ones, we are especially aware of the vital role we play in providing reliable electricity. That's why we're proceeding with only the most critical outage-related work to protect public safety and reduce the risk of wildfires. If you experience an outage, we will do our best to minimize the impact. Thank you for your partnership during this challenging time. Learn more at SCE.com. Talk 102.3 FM, Riverside, KCAA, NBCRadioNews.com. What's up, team? This is Robert Porter with the I Love San Bernardino County Radio Show on KCAA NBC 106.5 FM, 102.3 FM, 1050 AM, or live on the KCAA website, KCAA. 
kcaaradio.com and just press the live button you can join us right in here thank you uh um og suicide for that great opening never give up team never give up and our our closing is uh, by tracy lee nelson blues loving man good man he's a the good uh blues singer that's for sure all right team well uh it's been a week since our last show uh i gave up the last show to help uh ernie vasquez for his birthday party show and uh i heard it re- really well so that's super cool and uh now we're back and we're gonna have uh, a pretty nice show today um at around 7 20 we should have my co-host carmel Rowe calling in she's gonna talk a little bit about being a stay-at-home mom uh teaching and a teacher uh, with her kids and uh, talk a little bit about how she's handling the coronavirus and then uh, just to let us know what she's been up to and then uh, in a little bit at, later after that at 740 we'll be talking with uh, Tina Lopez about um, adopt a city of San Bernardino senior class graduate class of 2020 where uh, you can adopt a local senior that's graduating from high school. And then I believe also they're doing it for uh, Cal State San Bernardino graduates as well. So very great program and, uh, you know, helping these kids uh, get notice and recognition in a time when, uh, you know, they can't have their normal graduation ceremonies. I remember uh, my graduation ceremony was uh, over at Pacific High School in 1994. And I'll share a little history about it. Um, I was told that uh, I wouldn't be able to walk if I didn't wear a shirt and tie and uh, slacks and, uh, and shoes. And uh, I kind of thought, you know, like, why do you need to wear that stuff when you when you got a gown on anyways, right? So um, a, a little bit of uh, um, protesting and on my part, I decided that I wasn't going to wear that stuff and I was going to see if they actually would do it. So uh, I uh, put on my uh, T-shirt and uh, wore some Levi's and some I think I just had some regular tennis shoes on and put my gown on and went over there and stood in line and uh the teacher or vice principal came up to me and and looked at me and 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 then said you're not wearing uh, slacks and I'm like nope and she just kept right on going so they did so I won my first little political battle maybe that's uh why I'm so uh, politically active now because sometimes if things just don't make sense to me I, I guess I could have wore slacks under there but I just felt like it was my day and I should be able to dress however the heck I want so uh, me and my friend Tam Duong uh, walked as a team all the way up there and we did our thing and it was a very great day and my uh, my family was there and uh, my dad took a bunch of pictures that I just recently found down in Mexico last year that uh, he had left down there from the graduation so uh, like I had a little uh um, reminiscing last year when I was down there, I was like, wow, these are my Pacific High School graduation pictures. So that's my story, but these kids may not have one like that. They may have something different. They may have uh, pictures of them put up in front of their house, or they'll remember. Uh, I think Rancho Cucamonga is doing uh, drive-up uh, graduations, and uh, I just read that the um, Redlands uh, School District is going to give a free yearbook to every single graduating senior. So uh, there's, there's a few different things that are going on around uh, the area. And I just want to thank everybody who's getting involved to try to help our seniors because it's a special moment. And I hope that these seniors uh, go to college or go to trade schools or go to the military or get involved in whatever uh, um, they, they want to pursue in life. But I hope they stay here, right here in San Bernardino, in our area, in, our, in the county, and, and try to give back to our community that helped build them in the beginning. Because um, we have a lot of good things here in our area, and unfortunately, a lot of people move away. And I wish that 
a lot of my uh, classmates didn't move away. They're really smart people that had to go to get play, uh, jobs other places and start their businesses other places. But if they would have all stayed here and started a business here, wow, man, where would San Bernardino be today? All right, team. Well, I, I like to with my, a little do a little reminiscing. Fast Freddy over there. I'm, I'm by myself today. Uh, Oliver Chavez has taken a little break right now, and uh, I don't know where Scott Olson is. He, has, he hasn't talked to me in a while, so he must be uh, mad that I don't like Trump or something out there. And uh, um, of course, Carmel's gonna call in in a little bit, so that'll be cool. But right now, I'm chilling by myself. So we're gonna talk a little bit of history because you know I like that. But before that, I'd like to mention our sponsor. Over there on 40th Street, Celebrities Bar and Grill. They're throwing uh, movies, uh, movies under the stars. He's got a little the DJ thing that he's doing over there. He's going to do a concert on the 15th. Um, he's, uh, sh he, I think, uh, with the help of uh, um, Adopt a, Sam a City of San Bernardino Senior, they, got, they compiled a bunch of pictures the other day and played them up on the screens like a like – a, a, basically a, like a mini graduating ceremony over there at celebrities. I thought that was really cool and nice of him. And, you know, Max is uh, really involved in the community and he deserves some props. So consider going over there and ordering some uh, food and drinks to go or go watch uh, the movie over there or his concert that he's throwing. And, and, you know, a lot of times he's there and he's willing to talk and uh, chat your ear off. So uh, go over there and meet Max and, uh, and, and, and show support for that community um, uh, builder over there and that business that needs uh, our help right now. I'd also like to mention uh, uh, Green Shack over there on uh, Highland Avenue. Uh, Manel and the, and the Iskanders, uh, they're really good people over there. Um, Manel has uh, done so much for I Love San Bernardino. She's been a partner with us for a very long time, um, probably like five years now. She's been supporting uh, me and my efforts and, and trying to make sure that we can get our information out to people and, and then also showcasing the Green Shack, which is an incredible spot to like hang out and just uh, get food. And now I can't really do all, too much of that right now, but pretty soon we'll be able to throw events there like we do the Scary Shack and things like that. Um, also, I'd like to mention Inland Empire Optometry on 19th and Waterman. Um, Carol over there has been, Carol Klein has been like a, a lifelong San Bernardino, and she grew up um, in San Bernardino, and uh, she's, uh, uh, she has a house on Valencia, and, and, and her, her father, uh, uh, you know, used to live here, um, and they own that business over there on, um, on 19th and Waterman, and you can go in there and uh, get glasses and sunglasses and in, in contacts and things like that, but right now you kind of need, the doctor isn't in, so you kind of need your old prescription to get glasses, but you can still get them. Um, and they'll deliver them to you. But uh, in the future, I think in the, they, they're saying mid-June, they should probably be able to start doing uh, eye doctor appointments again and uh, get people in there. So consider them. And, uh, and, and one real cool thing is that uh, Governor Newsom instituted a, a free adult glasses uh, thing for uh, Medicare. So, like, if you have that and you, uh, you know, you haven't used it up yet, you can go in there and get some, uh, some free glasses. I know uh, for a long time I was wearing some old glasses and, uh, you know, because I don't really have a lot of money. And uh, I was waiting in line over there about uh, three years ago or four years ago at Starbucks, and this lady was in front of me. And I was like, hey, what's up? You know, I, you know how I talk to everybody. And she uh, turns around and uh, she goes, you know, those are feminine glasses. And I'm like, 
you know, this, this older uh, lady's like saying, I got feminine glasses on, the same glasses I've been wearing for like 10 years practically. And uh, I was like a little bit like, well, you know, in my head I was like, you know, well, well, why don't you buy me some, you know, or whatever, you know, because, you know, I was like, man, you're talking crap about my glasses. And uh, then that's what she said. She said, well, how about I buy you a pair? And I'm like, because she, you know, I talked a little bit before that about how uh, I run I Love San Bernardino on, on the internet and uh, I, I do the mega art and things like that. And I was like, well, well, where do you work? She goes, well, I own this business, Inland Emperor Optometry. So uh, lo and behold, she gave me her card. And uh Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I went on in there. Um, she's not even on really uh, Facebook or any of the internets, but she just believed in me and I went in there and I told her what I did and um, she uh, got me some glasses and uh, they were really cool. They were uh, a few years ago, you know, like dark shaded glasses were really popular. I even had millennials coming up to me, give me high fives. So I felt all real cool. And so ever since then, she's been providing us with glasses and, you know, I always got the best ones on. So I really appreciate Carol and everything she does for me over there. And, uh, you know, also like the lunches over there, she has a little uh, a cook that comes in and cooks lunch. At, and sometimes we get to go over there and have lunch. So it's a really great little business and they're really kind to the community. So uh, head on over there to Inland Empire Optometry on 19th the Waterman. Show them a little bit of love. All right. Um, we were going to have uh, a George uh, Carabellas from uh, um, Tamsburger today. Um, over there on uh, uh, Riverside Avenue and Baseline in Rialto. But uh, he couldn't call in today. He just couldn't get away. Uh, I think he's watching his kids. So that's understandable. But we'll have him on in the future. He's a really great guy. And you should, you should consider trying Tam's Burgers. They got a, um, a really uh, great uh, deal over there called the Burger Box. It's for $6. And you get two, uh, ch two large chicken strips and then uh, a burger and some fries, and it, you know, it will fill you up for sure. You probably could e even share it. It's so much food. So um, consider it and head on over to Tam's Burgers and try that out. All right. Well, um, today uh, for the history segment, I'd like to mention that uh, we got a lot of very famous uh, people from San Bernardino in our early history. And I'm just going to go ahead and read through some of them until uh, uh, Carmel gives us a call here. And, uh, you know, don't mind me. I know reading's not the best thing to do on the radio, but this is some really good reading. And uh, so just listen along and maybe you can learn a little bit about some of the um, of our forefathers and foremothers and, and, and people that did great things for us in the beginning. Don Antonio Maria Lugo, a member of the influential family of Lugos. Don Antonio Maria Lugo was a Spanish soldier and was born here in California. He obtained his first land grant in 1810, which was present-day Compton. Between 1860 and 1819, he served as mayor of Los Angeles. In 1842, along with three sons, Don Jose Maria Lugo, Don Jose del Carmen Lugo, and Don Vicente Lugo, um, he was granted the Rancho San Bernardino, which the fathers had recently abandoned for a new location. So the fathers left San Bernardino, and they came in and, uh, and bought it or were giving it. 
And uh, um, that was really the beginning of San Bernardino. Okay, so then we'll move on to Elizabeth Flake Rowan. With the Latter-day Saints came the slaves that had lived with the families all their lives. We must remember that this was before the Civil War and many of the saints had, and, and many of the saints had come just recently from the South as new converts themselves. They, of course, brought their entire households with them. As the Latter-day Saints Church believed in equality of all God's children, most freed their slaves. Many of these former slaves continued on with their former owners as part of their families and even took the last name of the family. Elizabeth Flake Rowan was one of these. Mr. Flake had died prior to their crossing the plains. Miss Flake died shortly after their arrival in San Bernardino, and Elizabeth stayed to care for the family until other arrangements could be made for the children. When a friend commented that Miss Flake was finally gone and Elizabeth would be free, she rebuked her friend and declared that losing Miss Flake was the same as losing a member of her own immediate family. Elizabeth Flake married Charles Rohan, who had served as a valet to President Abraham Lincoln. After the Saints left, they owned property here in San Bernardino. They were respected and much loved. Their daughter, Alice, was one of the first blacks to graduate from college in California. She became a teacher in Riverside and is probably the first black teacher of white children in California. It was Elizabeth Flake Rowan who informed the sheriff that Mr. Smith was about to leave the state with all his slaves. Slavery had been outlawed in California and Mr. Smith was attempting to flee to Texas to maintain ownership. One of those slaves was Biddy Mason who became the wealthiest woman in Southern California and sub 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 subsequently donated the property for the African Methodist es Episcopal Church in, on the West Coast. The congregation has gone on to be one of the most influential churches in California. Elizabeth Flake Rohan was well-liked and respected by the whole community. When she died in 1908, fellow pioneers of all races and creeds attended her funeral and acted as the pallbearers. What a great woman. Okay, then we got Grief Embers. Another black pioneer of much note was Grief Embers. It is believed that the name Grief came from some, tra some tragic past, but Grief himself was a pleasant and happy person. Grief Embers was born in 1812 or 1813 in Indiana. He owned a tin horn about six feet long, which he learned to play for his own amusement. This amusement became an important part of all the pioneers' lives, Grief learned special codes which he played at for different occasions that all the pioneers recognized. All understood what the calls meant, and it was his responsibility to assemble the people. Then we have Louis Jacobs. Louis Jacobs was born in 1832 in Prussia of Jewish heritage. He worked as a miner and a peddler. In the fall of 1852, he left San Francisco to, and traveled by boat to San Pedro, eventually settling in San Bernardino. He was the first independent merchant outside of the Mormon colony. He was a partner with Luis Glasser in the sawmill and shingle business and with the Van Levens planted the first commercial citrus trees orchards in California. Luke, Louis Jacobs founded the Paradise Lodge by Nye Birth and the Jewish home of Eternity Cemetery. The cemetery is the oldest Jewish cemetery in California, and Louis Jacobs and his wife are both buried there. It is located, located adjacent to Pioneer Cemetery in San Bernardino. Then we'll move on to 
Chief Juan Antonio. Juan Antonio, tribal chief of the Cahuillas, served along with the many of his tribe as protectors or vaqueros of the Spanish ranchos in the San Bernardino Valley. When the Mormon colonists and other Southern California settlers were threatened by an imminent attack by renegade mountain Indians, Chief Antonio came to the rescue by capturing Lido Antonio Gara and turning him over to the authorities. He was known as a friend of the settlers. In 1852, he signed a treaty of Temecula with the U.S. government and moved to Sahapata with his tribe. He died in 1682 during a smallpox epidemic. So back in 1862, San Dino had an epidemic, too, of, of smallpox, and that was very dangerous um, back then, just like COVID-19 is right now. That's super interesting. All right, uh, Jefferson Hunt. Born on January 20th, 1803 in Bracken County, Kentucky, Hunt was most noted for his military service as an officer in the Navajo Militia and as a captain in the Mormon Battalion. From 1847 through 1850, because of knowledge of the area, he led many wagon trains through the Cajon Pass. In 1851, he led the Mormon settlers into the San Bernardino Valley. His headed colony militia was a first elected representative to the state legislature from San Bernardino. He, in, in, he introduced the bill that separated San Bernardino from Los Angeles County and is known as the father of San Bernardino. Then we got Edward Barber Daly, born in uh, New York on March 31, 1825. Edward Daly became, came from Salt Lake to San Bernardino County in 1851. He was a road builder, a county supervisor, a farmer, and ran the Daly Inn. Daly Canyon Road in the San Bernardino Mountains is named for him. He died in January 22, 1896. Then we got Andrew Lytle. Andrew Lytle was born in Pennsylvania in December 1812. He was a captain of the first company of Mormon Battalion to see the San Bernardino Valley in 1847. He returned in 1851 leading the Mormon wagon train as one of its captains. Lytle Creek bears his name for his company's encampment there. He was a blacksmith and also served as mayor of San Bernardino. He died December 27, 1870. David Seeley, a Canadian from Ontario, Canada. David Seeley was born on October 12, 1819. He crossed the desert to California from Salt Lake City in 1849. While in California to mine gold, David, his brother, just... Justice Wellington Seeley and others from the guest, uh, others were guests of the Lugo family at Fandango. He mined until 1850 when he was when he went to San Francisco. In 1851, he was appointed captain of 50 wagons of Mormon pioneers who came to San Bernardino. He and his brother established a mill in San Bernardino Mountains. He was the first stake president of the Mormon Church in the colony. He died May 24, 1892. Anson B. Van Leuven. All right, wait, I, I lost that one. All right, well, so basically we went through uh, some of the beginning, uh, you know, kind of pioneers that went through San Bernardino, and they all like have their own little history, um, all different nationalities, all different religions. Um, that's San Bernardino right now. We are just a mixture of the world, of some of the best parts of the world. And we have a lot to offer here. 
Sometimes people get down on San Bernardino. They see poverty. They see homelessness. They see things that they don't necessarily agree with or like. But you know what? All those things that we see is what makes San Bernardino what it is today. We haven't always been, we're, you know, we're, we're not like the um, cosmopolitan parts of New York or Los Angeles. We've always been kind of rough and tough and uh, willing to work hard and make a living and raise our families here. And it's a good place. It, it's got a lot of good things here in our area. It's just we got to put more into it ourselves. If you see something wrong, if you see something that you don't like, you, you should mention it. You should bring it up. And how do you do that? Well, right now, you can't really go to our uh, city or county meetings and make a complaint. But that's the thing. Even if you could, a lot of times I don't see any of you there. Now, occasionally, uh, there are a few people that are definitely uh, uh, very strong-minded about San Bernardino and San Bernardino County and go to these meetings and let themselves be heard. But we, need, we don't need just those people. I mean, I've, I've complained enough. Other people, they complain too much. But what we need is the regular people, the people who are working all the time, to, to come in and bring in their, 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 their grievances and complaints. Now, one of them is uh, my good friend, and I won't mention his name on the air, but he's, prob he's probably listening right now. But this is what happened over in... Uh, um, in uh, uh, Arrowhead Farms area. So basically, uh, the, the, the code enforcement during the quarantine is going around Arrowhead Farms and taking pictures of the palm trees, right? And then giving citations to get them fixed. In a time when no one's working, um, it, it's hard to get even uh, food on the table. They're going over there and taking pictures of palm trees. Now, I understand, I, I know these palm trees. I looked and, and they weren't more than halfway. One was 25%, one was about 30%. But what was kind of like, to me, kind of like uh, diabolical a little bit was the angle they took the pictures from made the palm trees look like they were fully covered and the, the, the skirt went all the way down. Now, I know that the reason they want these all, all the skirts cleaned and cut is because of fires. So when there's fires in our area, what happens as is those skirts catch on fire and it blows across the city. But San Bernardino is known for our palm trees, right? So what they're not realizing is, guess what happened? Like, they hit my friend and they hit their neighbor for this, right? So guess what happened to the, one of the palm trees? It didn't get trimmed. It got cut down. It just got cut all the way down. So one of the cool palm trees that are really tall that makes our, our skyline look so good up from the mountains and, and really beautiful like Southern California was killed because a code enforcement had to go over there and take pictures of all these things during quarantine. And like, I, I, I know it's your property, you can do what you wish, but like I wouldn't have had a palm tree killed just because um, you wanted the, the skirt cut off. And th this is a really uh, bad thing is they, they, did, they didn't really give them a full month. The mail came to the, with the citation comes in the mail. It came like it didn't even give them a month to the end or when they had to have these things fixed. So it, it gives the homeowner a bunch of uh, um, anxiety for no reason. And 
really, I don't know if the money's worth it, but if it is, like, the, the, there should be other ways to work this out. And it shouldn't have to be just a month. They should give them a little more time to do that, especially during this time. So I understand code enforcement does good things for certain things, but other things I think they're a little overzealous. And we need to really uh, have, if you have a problem like this, you should go into the county meetings and let people know. There are supervisors up there that do care. Don Rao is one of them. And you can go up to her and she's just like talking to a, a, one of your neighbors. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Numbers, and she'll let you know what she can do. She'll probably say that it's important to end up... Uh, you know, getting rid of those skirts just in case of the fire danger. But on the other hand, like if, if we're losing whole trees in our community for a, a code enforcement violation, th there's got to be a way to balance this better. So uh, that's just my little speech for today. And uh, I hope that you would all consider once these uh, um, uh, city meetings and county meetings open up that you, you might want to go to those. And you can follow I Love San Bernardino, and we always mention when those meetings are. Uh, we have a caller, Fast Freddy. Who do we got on the line? It's me, Robert. Carmel Rowe in the house! <laughs> How you been, Carmel? Oh, I can't complain. Oh, man. We've missed you so much here in the, in the radio. But, like, basically, you've, you've, you've had school lately. So tell us a little bit about that. I love school. I got straight A's. Oh, yeah. So what are you studying? Um, paralegal. You know, I already have a... I, I do already have a couple of degrees, but... I, I, I love the law, so I wanted to go back and take um, some classes before I go to law school. And at Safety, they have paralegal classes and in, um, pathway to, to law school to where they're, they help you out. And, you know, being that I'm a little older now and, you know, I, I could use a little help navigating the systems. Like when I went to college, they didn't have Canvas or, you know, all these things that they now have. I think so. that I, I think that's one of the main reasons, besides you being from San Bernardino and loving it so much, is that 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 I supported you for mayor is because you are educated locally and you do care about the law. And I would have loved to seen someone in there like that, but uh, unfortunately, you didn't make it through the primary. So I ended up having to pick between someone who hates cannabis and someone who I thought might do something for cannabis, which I was wrong. But I still wish that Carmel Rowe would have made mayor, and I still wear your Carmel Rowe for mayor shirt. I know, Robert. I'm going to run probably one more time. Oh, good, because we, we really need to make a difference in there right now, Carmel. They're, they're bankrupting us again. You, so, like, by, by the fact that we really can't go to these meetings and we got to do, like, you know, technical things online to even get to the meeting – Man, you know, like for some of our elders, they don't even use the Internet or anything like that. So what do they have to do? They just actually have to sit out. And it's not really fair. I, but like I know this is a coronavirus epidemic and they're going to. But we need we need to get those meetings reopened so we can let these uh, or at least find a way that's easier to tell our politicians how we feel. Well, well, you know, let me just say a couple of things. The, the first thing I'd like to say is that if I was the mayor today, all the things go that are going on would not be going on 
and the way that I feel that our city has actually handled this coronavirus would have been a lot different. And I would have been making sure that our, because money is getting printed. So I would be making sure that our city was getting the money that it rightfully deserved from the county, from the state, and from the federal government. Because honestly, like, even before this coronavirus, I'm very scared for the city to have to enter bankruptcy two times, which anybody who knows me knows that I've been saying this for for quite some time. I've been saying this for a year or longer. You know, actually, I've been saying it since the last time I campaigned, because when they gave away all of our property tax dollars, that really hurt the city. You know, and then what they've done with cannabis, I mean, has even worse hurt the city because it's still going on and we're not getting any getting any property tax dollars. You know, and then um, what was the last thing you just said, Robert? I had one more thing I wanted to tell you, and it was kind of important. Oh, man. Like, uh, I, <laughs> well, I... I mean, you asked me something. Uh, now my mind... Uh, oh, it, well, uh, if you were, like, how, how's school going? And then also, like, if you, the, about, about the mayor? So you are you huh. are you considering running in 2020 or I mean 2022? Yeah, I'm going to run one more time, um, God willing, if I'm still in San Bernardino, um, because my dad bought 188 acres in Arizona and he calls me every day to try to bribe his daughter to leave San Bernardino and go to where he's at. But my heart is here, and so although my parents are my heart, I'm not ready to leave. Well, that's uh, good because we we need we need fighters here in San Bernardino who will do what's best for our city and our community, and not just what's best for themselves. And and it's it's not like that, you know. And it it hasn't been for quite some time. Oh man, I, I was actually talking with someone today, and like their their answer now is starting to be like we should just break San Bernardino up, and and I was just like, but. That's not fair because we, we used all the money from, from downtown San Bernardino and built the north end, and then we just give it away. It's like, it's like they stole all San Bernardino's money so they could have their own spot up there. No, we gotta, we got to stay together as a team and, and, and build this whole city together. Well, you know, I, I remembered what I was going to say, and I'm also going to respond to what Okay, go, go ahead. But I wrote down the first, what I was going to say, so I won't forget again, but... As far as taking the money and building up the North End and what have you, right now, the North End, which is the 5th and the 4th Ward, and, and then the 7th Ward, which is not the North End, but it is Highland, it is it is having to pay for Wards 1 and 2. Ward 3 pays for itself, and it is because we don't have anything downtown generating any money, okay? Which we could. We could have a booming downtown, and then... Wards one and two would pay for themselves and could pay for the rest of the city. Okay, so you know w- what what they have done is they have stolen all the city block grant funds for many a years, which has been three point five to seven point five million dollars every year for ninety nine years. And if they had put three point five to seven point five million dollars into this city every single year properly for ninety nine years, we'd see something different. Okay. So I don't necessarily believe that it's our downtown that built up the north end. It's mostly development fees, and it was our property tax dollars, you know. And then there was some city block grants that were used to purchase this fire department up here. And how they paid it off was kind of not the right way. And what they did when they annexed the fire department, they did some things that were not really up to par, but that's a different story for a different day. But 
as far as the council meetings and people not having access to them, um, you know, at first I was kind of really bothered, okay, because my thing is this, is there's not even 50 people that go to the council meetings on most days. So why did we have to close them? You know, you can look in the audience and there might be six people, there might be 10 people. Now, on certain days, you might have 100 people, like if you're discussing the dogs or maybe cannabis, okay? But on most regular days, there's not that many people that attend. So we really didn't need to close it down, okay? And then, but since we did, you know, one week I spoke about something and I called in and I left a voice message, okay? And my voice message was played. And, you know, I really liked having that option. I really think that when they open back the council meetings, they should keep that voice message number because what if I didn't want to go down there? I think, yeah, that, that, that actually is a great idea. But, like, anyway, like, the, you yeah. should have several different options to make your voice heard. Right, because, you know, if you turn in a letter, then the city council or then the city clerk has to read it or you turn it into your councilman and then he has to read it or she has to read it. But if you leave a message, it was, you know, I was listening to my own voice. Okay, and, and that makes it, to me, that makes a big difference on people on the viewing side listening because some council members, their voice just is monotone and it just gets grounded out and people aren't really paying attention. But, you know, when it's, a, when it's one of your own members of the community, you tend to pay more attention to what they're saying. So, so like, I, I just want to get back to where I can go there and, and look them in the eye again. I have a few, oh yeah, I know, Robert. I know. Uh, I just, I kind of really think that Miss Mayor Valdivia needs someone looking him in the eye and saying, "Hey, dude, you're you and your team that against you are costing San Bernardino a lot of money." Whether they realize that the, even the opposition that to them are costing San Bernardino a lot of money, so both of them together are just going to bankrupt our city just by lawsuits, man. Well, that's just part of it. I mean. We were bankrupt before the lawsuit. We, we were headed down that way. I mean, you know, when I when I did campaign, and I, I don't know if you remember this, Robert, but, you know, when Mayor Davis would be like, oh, we have, like, $14 million and all these extra assets or $32 million and, and and I would say, is it liquid? Is it money that you can spend today, and is it really saving? No, it's not really saving. It was, none of, a lot of it was, you know, because they buy government bonds. Okay, like half of it was government bonds, half of it was real money. Okay, and now because before, when Andrea Miller left, okay, if you remember, they had really messed up on the gas tax and the user utility tax, and so there was like a couple million dollars that they had to take to repay those things from their savings part. Okay. And, and so then after that, then remember, they didn't add all the legal fees in. So there was a couple more million dollars. And, and it was at that time when that was going on, I said, if they continue to do this for two more years, that's it. We're going to be back in the same position. And, you know, it sucks to have to say, but we haven't done anything. We haven't done anything new. We haven't thought outside the box. We haven't generated any more income or revenue that we normally do. Like we... We have not been able to successfully replace our property tax dollars. And now, okay, well, maybe property, well, actually property values are not at a standstill here in San Bernardino. Um, but property values are up here in San Bernardino and San Bernardino County. So by millions of dollars, 
So the county has been able to get that windfall of our property tax dollars. And if and, and if you remember, when San Bernardino was doing good and when everybody started paying themselves those nice lucrative salaries, it was in it was in the height of the real estate market because they were having extra money because the property tax dollars. Now we we could have been able to withstand all this storm if we would have had our property tax dollars and the extra money that was coming in. And I firmly believe that. And right now, you know, I say my prayers every single day for the city of San Bernardino. I cover the city of San Bernardino. I drive down the street. My daughter prays for every single homeless person she sees. And then by the time she's done with her prayer, everybody in the car says amen. I'll I'll, I'll amen to that. I pray for San Bernardino every single day. It it, it needs some like uh, Carmel, like, uh, wait one second. Hey, Fast Freddy. Um, that's our engineer. Fast Freddy. Fast Freddy. Is it possible to to bring uh, Tina Lopez on and have two people on the line? So you want to try that, Carmel? Yeah, I want to talk to Tina. All right, uh, put Tina on there. Hey, hey, Tina, are you on the line? I'm here. I'm here. Are you there, oh, Carmel? All yes, right. I'm here. This is my first time doing this. All right. So I end up my normal co-host on here. So how are you doing today, Tina? I'm very blessed. How are you? Excellent, excellent. It's been a while since I've seen you. I think the, the last time was the uh, um, Scary Shack over at Green Shack, right? Yes, yes. It's been a while. And I, I do appreciate you always doing that for the kids. I get, let's talk a little bit about your history. You've, uh, you've been heavily involved in uh, San Bernardino. I think I remember hearing your name even in city council where you would actually go to the mayor because you wanted someone to be a citizen of the month, right? You went there like four times? Yes. And then I had, yeah, I, I, I go down there every once in a while when I need to rile them up a little bit and, you know, just let my voice be heard. Well, I, I appreciated that you did that. That was really cool for uh, Benito Rodriguez. And yes. you, you did work with that, uh, with the Blessing Angels for a while. And then you, then you kind of started doing something on your own here. So tell us a little bit about it. Okay, well, what I did was normally just keep up, you know, every day, you know, people call me up and say, oh, I have a refrigerator. And other people say, do you have a refrigerator? So, you know, I try to continue the blessings that way. And so... They, they keep in contact with me, the families do, and vice versa. So I'm not a nonprofit. I'm not anything, but I'm just a resident that sees a need and goes out and does everything that I possibly can. You're just a good person that loves San Bernardino. <laughs> yes, I like to think so. Thank you. So should I and tell you about what we got going on now? Oh, you wanted to say something, Carmel? Or? I was going to say that Tina's heart is always in the right place. It is never for show. It is never for tell. It is to actually help one another or mankind in general. And I personally love that about Tina. There's not that many people in the world that run like that, and she is one of them. Thank you. So, so uh, tell us a little bit about your new program. Okay, so what we did is, um, as I was telling you, that I still have contact. And so a parent called me with a senior, and she said, Tina, you know, with all this, coronavirus thing going on they're missing the milestone she's she's very saddened you know really really depressed can you do something please help and I'm like oh my god what am I going to do I said well you know what let me think so I thought about it I prayed about it and then I said okay I'm not sure what I can do but I'll do my very best I don't know how big it is but I'll do something 
the minute I did that, the kids started like PME, sending me messages. Thank you, thank you. Can't believe that you're going to do this. You know, you don't even know who we are. And so then it just started growing. I then called on Treasurer Ortiz if she could help me because it was too, getting too big. We started this about two and a half weeks ago with two members, uh, Treasurer and myself, and we decided to do adopt a San Bernardino High School senior, and then it branched out to shout out to a San Bernardino College graduate. <clears throat> we have over 2.2K members, and what it does is that the parents of a senior will call in and they'll post a picture of the senior with a short bio where they go to their likes, favorite color, favorite food, hobbies. And then the adopted people, which we screen and put them on, they go in there and they say, I want to adopt. But I got to tell you, Robert, this is so amazing. Our, our group is just growing every day, every day. And the school board jumped on it, and that's fine because I had them right where I wanted them. And so they just, the parents are so fantastic. They, they have been going out and decorating all the schools up with signs for their seniors. They go out and they decorate the homes of the seniors. They give them a gift, and it's just really, really awesome. We had parents that were actually going out and setting it up for prom for these kids, and it's just amazing. It's that just, is so nice. So then one of my goals was to light it up, you know, light up San Bernardino as best I could. So I was like, for two and a half weeks, I was calling the school board and, I was bugging them and, you know, turn on the lights from the, every field on every stadium of every high school. Do the scoreboard 2020. And they're like, oh, well, we don't know. It's so expensive. I said, it couldn't be that expensive. You're just doing it one day or just do it, you know, the day of the graduation that should have been. And so I got notification today that they're going to go ahead and light up every high school stadium. The football field lights are going to go on. The scoreboards are going to go on for 20, 20, 20 minutes, and then it's going to say 2020. So that's awesome. That is, that's really cool. Did, but wait, i got to tell you more. Okay, <laughs> go, go right ahead. And then, so then I was, I was going down and I thought, okay, wait a minute, these movie theaters, you know, this movie screen that Max has going on at Celebrities, hmm, I think I can do something with that. So Carmel helped me get in touch with him and friend request him. So I went and I met with him and I said, how about lighting up the, uh, movie screens with, uh, you know, with our seniors. And he's like, I'll do one better. How about with the San Bernardino uh, seniors that are graduating for, from college? So then we, we uh, created another group to a shout-out to San Bernardino College grads of San Bernardino. And so that page is, is growing. They're, they don't adopt the kids and gift them. It's just a shout-out, you know, to give them props for what they're doing. And so he's going to, Treasure is putting together a collage of all the kids with their names and a little flashback of some of the things that the community's doing. And Max is going to light that up as soon as he gets the collage. So it's been awesome. Wow. You have any, thanks for doing that, Carmel, for hooking her up. Have you adopted anyone, Carmel? Oh, yes, I did. Me, me and uh, my daughter actually this weekend went and, um, to our our adoptees houses. Can you and, can can, um, can you explain that process? What you did on Tina's uh, website? Adopt a city of San Bernardino senior class graduate class of 2020 on Facebook. Well, you just you what you do is Tina posts kids up there and she posts about their likes or 
the parents post it and then it's on the web page and then you like me i said tina i want to adopt this one and then she would message me or right underneath it or whatever and say okay you've adopted that person and then so then um then you give a little shout out on the um on the page and then then basically you can do whatever you want like you could give the shout out you could give them a gift you know you could whatever whatever it is that you wanted you could decorate their house however it is you wanted to recognize the senior so um what we did and we're not done because i i figure we're going to send some things out like maybe in the mail or go make another round because it was so much fun we, d- we did it yesterday it was so great um we met some very amazing people and um to to actually see on on the whole you know facebook web page every single kid that has made it out of san bernardino high like high school and every single one that is like a diamond in the rough like we really do have some good kids and I really do have hope for the future because of actually what I'm able to see. But as far as, like, what we did, we, we like, Faith, she decorated these baskets and then balloons. And then we had, you know, a little gift or what have you. And then we took it over to the houses. And one of the ladies I got to visit with yesterday and her son, and they were just really remarkable people. That's and so I, sweet. I, I just really, I, I loved it. Like, it was, it was, it was just so much fun. And I, and I loved my daughter getting to be a part of it. And I love her getting to see that, and I love her getting to talk to the different people and, and just know things. And, and so it, it not only is it good for the senior, but it's good for the person who adopted the senior. It's, it's good for all San Bernardino. Tina Lopez, you rock! Well, I just wanted to tell you, thank you, that we were uh, interviewed by two newspapers. Um, the first one was the San Bernardino Sun. That should be coming out. And then the Highland Community News. And the thing about that I want to say is that Unfortunately, the only time that San Bernardino is in the news is for negative um, feedback. I'm not going to go political, but you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I get That's you, and, and hence why I was a little bit skeptical in the beginning when you called me out online. I didn't realize— I didn't call you out. I called on you. Yeah, yeah. I didn't—see, like, for me, like, the people that you work with, uh, sometimes I don't know how they really feel about me, so I was very— uh, uptight but now i feel much better and i'm so glad that you've done all this i i really i really want to thank you from san Bernardino's heart but can i read more one one of your uh things here so andrea price uh, married to bob price they adopted uh and then they put this post met my senior eduardo from cajon today he leaves for the army in just a few short weeks I wish him safe travels and success. And there's a picture of her there with his little gift basket that says 2020 and a little balloon with the, with the, um, what, what do they call those hats? Oh man. I can a graduation I, hat. Yeah. The graduation hats. Right. So that's so cool. Like, in like you have all these prominent members of the community, um, adopting people, uh, Lupia Flores and uh, Allie, all these people. I've just, I'm so proud of this. It, it, like San Bernardino needed something good, and you did it. Well, well the thing is better is than that good. I started this off is better than good. And I said, this is not a political move. This is not a political post. I'm here only solely. I'm focusing on the seniors, and I'm hoping and I'm praying that they see the love that we have. And this has brought us so close together. We are a community. We're San Bernardino strong, and the numbers are still climbing. And it's just awesome it's just really really awesome i i just i'm so blessed to be a part of this and i just i don't have any words other than to tell you that it's so awesome well uh, i just i just wanted to say tina that 
thank you for never giving up. And thank you for knowing that God is going to help you get to the end result of the things that, that you try to do, because this is just a very, very, very wonderful thing that, that you have been able to accomplish and pull off. And, and, and no matter what, no matter, no matter what tried to get in your way to stop you, Tina, you just kept on going and kept on going and kept on going. And every single thing that you wanted for those kids, you are bringing to fruition with, with God's help. And, P- positivity. And but you know amazing. what? We're not done yet. There's more to come. But I can't say, but there's, you know, still more to come. And it's just because of the community rallying behind us. And, oh, my gosh, we have people that are photographers that are going out taking senior pictures free of cost. We have people making signs, giving them out for the seniors. My whole goal is to line this whole street up with congratulations, class of 2020. You know, the coronavirus is here, but the community is rallying around and saying, what? No, we win. You know, so it's just really awesome. That That's so cool. And uh, like you, you said, oh, you, you mean um, Micah Escamilla? Is she, is she the one that's doing the pictures, or? I don't know who it is right now. I should have got that, but there's several people that Andrea Price is is willing to do some of the grads too, and and free of charge. But we're waiting on the caps and gowns. It, ta- it takes it takes a village, right? Yes, and our city is San Bernardino strong, and and hopefully when we project all the good by through the newspapers and so forth, they will see that our 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 city is much more than a mayor that's bringing, you know, bringing controversy to our city. Is, I'll it, leave it at is, that. Is, is, there, is there anything you'd like to, like, is there a school you're not getting as many graduates from or any, in, in, who would you like to reach? Would you like to tell the people, like, we need more people to, to post on the page or? Yeah, I would like to shout out to Sierra High School and San G. I, I adopted 10 seniors. Okay. Well, wow, that's so cool. Now, now, how how many seniors are graduating total? Do you have that number by any chance? Or? I know that we are at five hundred seniors that we're helping. Wow, that's. I, I think my graduating class was a hundred was was a thousand or something. We're we're getting from all. Oh, I do want to tell you, we're getting from all the high schools, but also too, Treasure and I have been getting uh, calls from people in Hawaii, people in back east that heard about this that heard about what we're doing and how do you do it? How do you start it? So we, we direct them and how to do it. And it's just really awesome. All the kids, you know, need that recognition. They're missing out on so many other milestones. And by us doing this, I got on IG for the first time and I told my grandson, you know, what is IG? And he told me, and he's like, Grammy, what are you going on there for? And I said, I got to find a senior. And he's like, <laughs> a senior citizen to date? i don't know that could happen but you know it's just really remarkable and and with the good positive vibes that are going out there it just makes you feel proud of our city again you know well i i don't know if sam maybe a a good person like sandra barrow or someone on the council might give you citizen of the month i know the mayor he never does anything good he always picks someone politically but I say you're citizen of the month, and even Treasure Ortiz, you both get props for this one. You're working hard and kicking butt. Well, it's not. It's good to get acknowledgement, but you know what it is. What the focus is is the kids and the fact that they tell us you don't even know us, and then they're saying finally something come, good coming out of San Bernardino. See, we've got to change that. We've got, and I know Sandra's on our page too. She's on our part of our group, and 
so is Jim Mullihill, but, you know, I was a little disappointed at the last city council meeting. I keep telling the mayor, give a shout-out, give some encouragement to the seniors, let them know that we're thinking about them, but nothing, dead silence. But yeah. it's okay, we have, you know, all the school board jumped behind us. and you give, really the, you, you give that guy a good idea, and unless it does something for him, he just don't care. Straight and, up. And, yeah, and it's just too bad because it, that's when a true leader needs to stand up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, and show us, unite us, get united. I mean, there's too much more to us than press. Who's suing the mayor this week? You know, it's, this is a good, positive thing. Like you, you mentioned about Andrea's uh, senior that's leaving. But I hope, and, I'm, and it brings me happiness, that he's going to see the lights and he's going to see all that. He's going to know that we're behind him. And, well, I, know, I was going to, uh, it gave me an idea when I saw that. You, you, this doesn't just have to be for s the seniors that are graduating. Like, they always do that uh, um, local veterans in San Bernardino, and they, they put up their thing on the street, right, their yes. picture. You could actually have them adopted, and that could be year-round. That, I, you know, the San Bernardino Unified School District, they, I called them, Treasurer and I called them, and we, and we said, you know, I have a lot of ideas. We could get this going. We could get and we even said about, you know, flooding the, uh, the, like you're saying, but they had this committee, but they didn't ever call. So we took it and we ran with it. And now they're all on our page, and that's fine. Because, like I said, I have them right where I need them. Because then when they hear from the community people responding and seeing, and then uh, me posting, turn on the lights, turn on the lights, and calling and calling and calling. They probably said, good, we're going to turn them on now. Let's see if she stops bugging us. I will for a little bit until the next project. <laughs> But that's how you get things done, right? Uh, well, we have like about one minute left. So, Carmel, okay. you want to say something before we leave? or I was just going to say that, you know, whenever I campaigned, they used to always ask us, what is San Bernardino's best asset? And San Bernardino's best asset has always been the community and the people within it that love San Bernardino. And this is just one good example to show that. All right. Well, thank you so much, Tina Lopez, for calling in. And you know we miss you, Carmel. I hope you're going to come visit us soon. Um, this is uh, Robert Porter with the I Love San Bernardino County Radio Show. And next we have Fly Music Radio with Ernie Vasquez. And we all out AM 106.5 FM and now 102.3 FM.